Welcome to the Strawberry Jam Sessions, brought to you by Victorian Strawberries. I'm your host, Simone Austin, accredited practicing dietitian and lover of all things strawberry. Each episode will bring you a palette full of goodness to help you make the most of Victorian strawberries. So let's get to it. Today we're talking food and sustainability, from farm to fork to waste. What we eat does affect both our health and the environment. Most of us want to do our best, not quite sure what to do. So today we're going to get some practical tips from a good friend and colleague of mine, Libby World. Welcome, Libby. Hi, Simone. Thanks for having me. And Libby is an accredited practicing dietitian with a love for all things food and environment. And Libby's got a particular interest in how systems affect the food we eat and how we eat it. And we're really happy that she's going to be here to share us some of those tips and her knowledge today. So Libby, one of the biggest things I see that we can do is at home to really help the environment. You know, things we can do to try and stop or reduce food waste, pretty hard to stop it completely, but reduce the food waste. There's enough food produced in the world, I've heard, to feed everyone, but around one third of that food produced is wasted. It's about 1.3 billion tonnes per year, Libby. Like that's a lot of food. Have you got some tips that you could share us so that I and everyone else at home can maybe reduce their food waste? Yeah, of course. That Those stats are huge, Simone. One thing that we do in my house is we, we cook a lot of pasta dishes, do a lot of smoothies, not together though, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. and uh, sometimes the broccoli stalks, they're a big one. A lot Often they just go straight into the bin, but we try to use them in different ways. So we'll grate up a broccoli stalk and add it to pasta. Good idea. Usually into a bolognese, or you can grate it into like a zucchini slice or even into a smoothie. If you grate up something into a bit of a smoothie, once it's all blended up, you don't even taste it. And I do that with the with strawberries as well. So I'm also, I'm not big on prep time. Um, <laughs> the, the lower amount of time I can spend on cooking my dinner or preparing my breakfast, the happier I am. So I'll just grab my pint of strawberries and throw it straight into the, into the blender. Don't oh, drop off the green, the green bits. Oh, green and all. Okay, well, that's a new one. That does make it quicker yeah. and no waste. Good thinking. Once you blend it up, you don't even taste the green bits and it just all tastes like strawberry. You've saved a bit of food waste and you've saved some time. And it also probably adds in a little bit of extra nutrients too. I mean, you know, the green part's probably a bit different to the red, so good idea. Let's let's throw it all in. And you see people at the fruit shop sometimes, you know, sneaking, breaking off that broccoli stalk because they don't want to pay for it. People don't need to worry about doing that now. Just take the broccoli stalk home, grate it into your pasta, like you said, or maybe into your um, homemade meatballs or anything. And yeah, don't have to waste it. And you don't have to worry about getting caught at the supermarket for doing that either. Yeah. There's some good tips I've seen um, on uh, on Oz Harvest and lots of other websites too with trying to reduce food waste. So I think people can probably get some more tips at home as well. Almost half of all the fruit and vegetables grown per year are wasted. I know that you were telling me about that. And we know that 97% of Australians don't eat the recommended five serves of veg a day. So we could certainly be doing things to increase our vegetable intake. So what other things do you do at home? Like, do you have a compost bin or do you peel your potatoes or leave the skin on? Can we do that? What, what do you do in that regard to reducing your food waste? 
I leave my potato skins on and I do that for all of the vegetables that I cook. So I'll just give them a wash under the tap so I can get rid of any dirt and just make sure they're they've run under running water for a few seconds. And if I'm making veggies, I usually roast them because it's it's nice and quick and time efficient. It's pretty healthy as well. Just add a drizzle of good olive oil and you're good to go. So you can save food waste in, in that way. But also with my roast veggies, if I've got a few things that have been in the crisper for a while and they're looking a bit a bit sadder than when I first bought them, a roasting tin forgives all sins. Once you put it in there, it's just going to go soggy anyway, but it'll just happen to taste good. <laughs> so I find that's a really good way or chuck it in a soup. Absolutely. And you did tell me you put something in a, um, a vase. What what do you put in a vase? Oh, yes, I am. Um, we put celery in a vase uh, because it's, you know, a bit pretty with the frills on top, but it also yes. keeps it uh, lasting a bit longer. Um, the water gets in the little cells that you, the little lines that you see in your celery and it keeps it all standing up nice and tall and, and crunchy because I don't know about you, but I don't go through a whole thing of celery in a few days. Absolutely. And I've actually done that in the last little while. A friend of mine's growing some and I've been putting it in. It actually looks quite pretty in the vase, so I don't have to buy flowers. And um, it does make it last longer. So tip for everyone, celery in the um, vase. And even things like um, putting strawberries out, but we don't want to put them out for too long because apparently they lose, what is it, Libby, an hour Every hour that you have strawberries out of the fridge, they lose a whole day of shelf life. So you leave them out on the counter for an hour, whole day of strawberries, gone. So I have to race home from the supermarket and and get them into the fridge really quickly. But in terms of eat, go store them in the fridge, but you should eat them at room temperature because that's the way they're going to have a lot more flavour. So celery's in the vase, strawberries in the fridge. So when we're shopping for food, um, what should we think about in terms of sustainability? Is there something, if I want to do my best for the environment, what sort of things should I be eating? Well, generally healthy foods are environmentally friendly foods as well. Um, So if you have a, a, a look at your plate and fill it half with veggies, if your plate's half full of vegetables, it's probably going to be quite good for the environment. Everyone has different places that they do their grocery shopping. So if you do it at a supermarket that gets all of your produce shipped in from other places, that is going to have a higher environmental load because of all of the costs of driving things in. But you've also got to think about sometimes where we grow things, we grow them there for a reason and it's much better for that use of land or the use of water to grow those things there. Think about going to Bundaberg and having all of the sugar cane there. Wouldn't want to try to grow that in cold Canberra. No, that's that's exactly right, which is where you live, isn't it, cold Canberra? Yes. But I'm in cold Melbourne. Uh, but that's really true, isn't it? People forget that. So I'm just going to have my food miles, but um, you've got to grow for sugar cane where there's a lot of water or rice, the same, where there's a lot of water, isn't it? So there's no point growing things where they wouldn't normally be because it wouldn't be suitable for the environment. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of us, or those of us who live in capital cities um, or any types of cities and even lots of big towns tend to have farmer's markets. So that's a really good opportunity to actually meet the people who grow all of our foods 
at my uh, local market, there's this lovely, lovely little man, lovely little Italian family who sells strawberries and the some of them almost the size of my nose. And oh, <laughs> it feels a bit silly eating them, but they are so flavorful and you can just it's nice to meet the people who grow your food. Yeah, definitely. And know that it's local or at least re- within a couple of hours of drive. So it's it's good to get things that are close if you can and getting things that are in season. So at the moment, strawberries beautiful to have in season. I probably would be going for some of the other fruits that aren't in season at the moment. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it, buying in season. And what about in terms of you talked about having half your plate as vegetables What about things like, say, pasta that's in a package or rice or legumes or lentils? Is that still okay? Yeah, look, we all eat some foods that come in a package or in a box, but the less of that that you have, the more environmentally friendly that your diet's going to be. So if you think about all of the energy that's required to make the box or to make the plastic bag that your food comes in and then shipping it from where the food is made and from where the the packaging is made to one location so they can all be added in together and then shipped again from there to your grocery store and then from your grocery store to your home. That's a whole lot of energy that has to go into moving all of that food. Whereas if you have something that's not in a packet, you're just already getting rid of all of that environmental impact of having to create a packet, to ship a packet, to recycle a packet. But we're all going to eat things that still have packets. But more whole foods, I think, is what we're thinking, though, isn't it? So, you know, you're buying your rice or your legumes or things in a packet. That's still it's pretty minimal packaging for how far that's going to go compared to if you're buying something that's quite processed, isn't it, such as a fast food burger or a confectionery or cakes or biscuits, which have got quite a few ingredients all put together that need a lot more processing. Whereas if I'm just buying my dried lentils or my dried rice, that's probably as natural as I can get it and close to I can get it. Would you would you say whole foods like that are going to be still pretty good for the environment? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, those kinds of foods are good for the environment. The process for drying out legumes is, is really low impact. And it's also a food that we can recognize. If you can see in the ingredients list or just straight through the packet and you automatically recognize all of the ingredients or you can see what that food looks like and that's something that you could make at home, then that's probably going to be something that's more environmentally friendly and also the type of packaging. So we try to reduce the amount of packaging that's that's in our diet, both for the environment and for, for our own health. But if you pick things that have a lighter packaging, then that's also going to be less weight that a truck has to carry. Ah, yes. So you can fit more of that product in the truck or on the boat and ship all of that without using as much fuel so it ends up being more friendly. You just got to make sure that you recycle that packaging in the correct way. So anything that's quite firm can usually just go straight in your recycling bin. Different states and territories have different types of recycling bins. So check with your local council or your local territory government that you can also, uh, all of the, the soft things that you can easily squish in one hand, those are your soft plastics. Yes. And a lot of grocery stores and some markets have a bin. It's usually a red bin that you can recycle those kinds of things in. Yeah, I've noticed that. 
I've noticed that on different things, say take it to the store or this is for red recycling. So you need, like, need a bit of a degree in recycling to work out how it happens. But I think it's a good point in terms of the weight. Like we all like glass. Glass is great if you're going to reuse it and you're going to use it at home instead of plastic containers. But if there's a lot of glass being thrown out, as you said, it's really heavy and it does take a lot to break it down and re- reuse it again, doesn't it? So there is considerations in in that as well. Yeah, it's good. And one of the things I was thinking about it when I eat or choose my food is, say it's a handful of nuts. I think if I eat the nuts just how they are, they haven't any processing. Whereas if I buy a nut bar or a muesli bar or something like that, then there's obviously a lot more processing than going to that bar. I could just eat my nuts with my strawberries for my snack rather than having to buy a strawberry flavoured bar with nuts in it or something like that. Yeah. And you also don't know everything that's in those kinds of bars. There's lots of hidden sugars in there, things that have been added that you wouldn't have in a handful of nuts and a handful of strawberries. That's true. Absolutely. There's a lot of talk about the meat alternatives that are in the supermarket. You know, there's a lot of discussion about whether they're nutritious for you, how they are for the environment. But in terms of the ingredients and for us as our body, for our health, what do you think about those? So meat alternative products that you find in the freezer aisle, um, they're usually quite processed. If you have a look at the ingredients, they're not things that you would find in your cupboard at home. They do have, they can have a place in in your eating patterns, especially if you don't eat meat. They can be a good source of proteins. But you know what? You can get some really good, say, lentil burgers or using lentils in the tins or in the packet from the, the actual aisle of the supermarket and make some really delicious things in that way. Because like you said, those processed meat alternatives, they're processed. So you've got to go through that whole process of creating those ingredients that you wouldn't have in your in your cupboard, create mushing them together in a way in a factory, mm. putting them in a box, shipping them and freezing them, as opposed to, like you said, a bag of lentils yeah. in the aisle. What happened to making um like I, I saw some of those the other day, like a burger, and I just thought, oh, I'll read the ingredients because I thought, oh, it'll probably just be some lentils or chickpeas or something squashed up, maybe some mashed potato or sweet potato, a bit of onion. But no, it was mostly like a powder, a soy powder. And I said, oh, what happened to an old-fashioned just lentil burger? Or why did it become so complicated and, and quite expensive? And sodium, I think, is another one to have a look at in those products because sometimes they can be a bit high in salt. So as you said, they can have a place, but, yeah, you do need to be – as you make make a lentil burger. Do you make lentil burgers at home? Yeah, I actually like black bean burgers um, and I use black beans in nachos a lot. Uh, ah. So I actually did black bean nachos the other night. So yummy, so quick. Just through two tins of black beans, you probably should rinse them, pop them in a pot, cover them with a bit of water, put a bit of favourite stock, uh, usually like a homemade or a low-sodium kind of stock, boil it up, squish it a bit, throw it on some corn chips with some chopped up tomatoes and pop it in the oven for a few minutes and it's delicious and really protein rich. And while you've got that cooking, make some roasted strawberries to go with your dessert for afterwards. Have you had roasted strawberries? Roasted strawberries? Yeah, they're beautiful. And just a little bit bit of balsamic vinegar on top, Libby. They'll go perfect after your black bean burgers. Oh, that would balance the flavours so nicely delicious so you'll have to let me know how you go with that one because it would be really nice and just going to ask you also because you're talking about home and cooking do you grow any of your own herbs at home 
Or do you grow anything, any veggies or anything at home yourself? Yeah, so I live in an apartment building and I've just got a little balcony, but we've got a couple of pots out on the balcony that get a... Oh, good. Yeah, they get a really good amount of sunlight just to grow some herbs um, and some leafy greens. So we've got a bit of uh, rocket on the balcony. Um, and I must be, I was on the phone the other day on the balcony and I just picked up some rocket and started snacking on it while I was on the phone to my mum. And you know how good is that? Because I hate it when I go to the shop and I buy a handful of rocket or baby spinach leaves and a day or two later they're already going slimy and sort of smelly and then you have to throw the whole lot out because it's sort of contaminated the rest. I could, and rocket's so easy. I've got some in my garden and just go and pick out a few leaves um, and absolutely that food waste is so reduced plus tasty and you're eating more veggies because you're talking and eating veggies on the phone at the same time. Yeah. It's a new one. And it's stacking on rocket. I find it's really nice and flavorful too. It's a bit spicy, oh, the homemade one. Peppery. Yeah, a bit peppery, mm. a bit spicy, balances really nicely. Again, you could put it with your roasted strawberries. Oh, Absolutely. A rocket salad with your roasted strawberries, that would go down really well. I like that. I like that. Are there any other tips that you would like to share us about sustainability and health or have we sort of covered most of them for you, Libby? Well, one thing that people ask me a lot when they want to eat a, a eat foods that are better for the planet is do I have to stop eating meat and dairy? Do I have to take that out of my diet to be good for the planet? And no, you don't. So foods. Cool. Good to know. (laughs) My daughter, my daughter could be uh, not living if she was that. She's a little bit of a carnivore. So that's good to know as a parent. (laughs) Look, she's growing. She's got to have some good nutrients (laughs) as long as she's eating her veggies and fruits too. Uh, So what is actually better for the environment and for your own health is to keep the, the meats and the dairy in your diet if you eat those things. Yes. But reduce everything that comes in a packet. And that's really highly processed because that has a greater impact on the environment than meat and dairy. That's good to know. That's that, and I think that's just allows people to eat how what's going to be best for them and their health. And as you say, if you eat like the dietary guidelines suggest, we got half your plate of veg and there's a quarter of the protein and a quarter of the carbohydrates, then you're not really going to be having we're not talking about a kilo steak you know we're talking the palm of your hand or your hand amount aren't we so if you're eating towards that then um it's quite balanced sort of for for everyone then isn't it yeah it's good for you and it's good for the planet yeah so on that i'm going to just ask you a question that i like to ask everyone is what way do you love your victorian strawberries well i did talk about my smoothies before i just I love a smoothie. It's getting a bit warmer here in Canberra and it's a really nice way to start my day. Pun it full of strawberries, greens and all, splash of milk, spoonful of peanut butter, you're golden. Beautiful. That's perfect. And I just want to finish on that strawberries obviously do come in a punnet, which is a plastic container normally. They are obviously it's quite thin, it's quite light like what you were talking about. But we've got to think about that some things have to come like that or they get squashed, wouldn't they? So if we weren't putting strawberries in some sort of a punnet that they could be stacked on to bring them in a truck, then we would be having an awful lot of food waste because they'd get squashed and we wouldn't be able to put as many of them on the truck as we could, which means we'd have to have too many trucks. So we can recycle the punnets. So everyone just remember to recycle your punnets. Keep your strawberries in the fridge so you don't waste them. And as Libby said, throw them all whole 
because that's her favourite way. Thank you, Libby. Thanks so much for being a guest on Victorian Strawberries Jam Sessions. We've learned a lot of good tips today and uh, we hope you've enjoyed it too. Thanks, Simone. It was lovely to chat. Thanks for joining us at the Strawberry Jam Sessions. If you've enjoyed the Berry Delicious podcast, please let others know by rating us wherever you listen to podcasts. And there's plenty more strawberry goodness where that came from. Simply head to vicstrawberry.com.au. Until next time, I'm your host and strawberry lover, Simone Austin for Victorian Strawberries. Mm-hmm.